Welcome to the Mission Road Podcast, where we share stories of faith and service around the world and how you can make a difference. My name is Dawn Hawkins. I am the Director of Global Missions at Peachtree Road United Methodist Church, and I am your host. Today we have Eric Garros joining us. Um, Erica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. eager to talk to you about family mission trips, but before we do that, I'd love for you to give a background about yourself and your family in terms of the life here at Peachtree Road. Peachtree Road, I would love to. Thank you for having me. Um, My husband, Eric, and I have been members for over 20 years. Uh, We have three children, all of whom were baptized here at Peachtree Road. They all went to preschool here at Peachtree Road. We have um, been members of New Crossing Sunday School class back before we had children, and now we are members of Foundations, which is sort of our foundation with the church right now. It's our link, especially during the, the past year and a half. Um, and it's been a, a major part of our family's experience and our journey. And how old are your children right now? Um, I have two in college, one 20-year-old, one 18-year-old, and a 16-year-old. Okay. And so it was a number of years ago when you first went on a family mission trip. Tell me about the stage of life or the ages of your kids then and why, why you guys decided to go on a trip in the first place. Never thought I'd go on a mission trip. was not my thing. My husband had been on a mission trip with his parents, a Baptist mission, um, and I just thought it was his thing. It was not something that was on my radar. And then... We kept hearing about the family mission trip to Nicaragua that Peachtree Road offers, and something just struck me as it would be the great thing to do for our kids. They were getting older. Our youngest, I think, had just turned eight. No, our youngest, sorry, had just turned eight, so barely made the cut, and so there were eight, 10, and 12, and not knowing what I was getting into, I just thought it would be a great experience for them in their faith journey and for my husband and myself, so... And so that was um, to Nicaragua. Yes. It was your first trip. Um, yes. And the family trip to me is just such a special trip because not only um, do you get to know your own family at, on a different level, right. right? I mean, that's a big part of it, but you get to know other Peachtree Road families and those that have kids of different ages right. that you wouldn't necessarily um, come in contact with. You have right. that opportunity to spend the week together. So tell me a little bit about um, what your impressions were or some of your favorite memories um, from that trip. Well, the first time we went to Nicaragua, we arrived late at night. We remember those. And it's very dark. There are no street lights. It's you're in the middle of nowhere. It's just moonlight. And but it's a Christmas trip, so there's Christmas lights. Right, on the way that. there. But once you get off the main road yeah. into the valley, there's no yeah. lights. And so it was very apprehensive about what, what am I going to wake up to the next morning? And then you wake up to the roosters mm-hmm. or the chickens, and you see the most beautiful landscape. And you immediately just relax a little bit or like this is amazing I can do this um and the kids I think were a little apprehensive as well but once they see that there are other children running around and the staff and the missionaries they just made everyone feel at ease and it was I was hooked from that first morning and so you know it's it's a tough week of work And the accommodations are fairly primitive to our standards right so tell us a little bit about um kind of your week at the farm? Um, One of the things that I love most, and you didn't ask this question, about the family mission trips is that as a mother, 
and as sort of the one who runs the day-to-day part of our household is I'm not in charge. <laughs> and it, I was able for the first time in many, many years to just be, if that makes sense, to be in the moment of enjoying the surroundings and being able to give and do what we needed to do, what we were there to do, but also to enjoy watching my children and husband and friends do the same thing. It was very, very freeing. So that was the most important part about our accommodations. So it didn't was bother it, you that there was no hot water no, or no hot sleeping water. in a dorm or And that, that I, yeah. you know, had my feet were stained by the what the mud every day and that we just had to toss away socks and shoes and um it it was it none of that bothers you when you're there. Yeah. First of all, there's nothing you can do about it. And when your kids maybe look at you like they might complain, like there's I'm not in charge. I can't change it. This is, we're here and we're staying for a week and they were okay with that. Yeah. This is, they're probably actually more okay with those kind of accommodations than the adults are. Yes, I'm sure. Okay. And so, um, in Nicaragua was a little unique in that our service work was, you know, just down the hill from where we were staying and it was a very small community. So it was in some ways a little more secure. The kids could kind of run around. Mm -hmm. They, I think they have an opportunity to get to know, not just the family in Guatemala, they work with one particular family, or, but the kids get to know kind of everybody. Um, and some of my memories are of the kids playing on the soccer field right. or running around um, in between the houses with all the other children. Right. Um, but we also have an opportunity to sit down and spend time with the local family. We bring um, some supplies. We get to pray with them. And it's a very special, the home visits are a very special right. part. And I think that, is that when Margaret... Um, came to know Petronella? Yes. Uh, so tell yes. us that story. Um, the home visits or family visits, um, our family was paired with another family and it happened to be, um, I think it was Murray Lathrop um, or, a, or another staff member or farm worker there. Um, and we went to visit two families and we ended up at Petronella, who is sort of the grand dame, one would say, of the valley there. She is No one really knows exactly how old she was, right? Um, And she had had a really hard time. I think she had lost children and had been a widowed for a long time. And anyway, we went to visit her and take her some supplies. And she was in the middle of plucking some chickens to cook, (laughs) which she wanted to serve to us. And my, you know, had to breathe deeply over that (laughs) one as well. Um, And my youngest, Margaret, sat down next to her in what just probably three or four days previously would have been very uncomfortable for her and she might not have done it and she sat down um, and she's eight eight and uh, you know probably covered in dirt and from playing with the kids earlier in the day and sat down next to Petronella not my daughter spoke no Spanish and just reached over and grabbed Petronella's hand and they held hands the entire time I mean we were probably there at least 30 minutes while we prayed and and through an interpreter, asked her questions about her life and how it had been. And it, I, I took a picture just of the hands because to me it was a moment of what every family and every child who was on that trip was experiencing. Just no boundaries of language, no boundaries of socioeconomic differences, and it was just fellowship. A beautiful moment, mm-hmm. truly. It, was, it does. It, was, it evokes a lot of memories for me. Um, and a little bit of emotion. Right. It's, it's overwhelming, but it's a beautiful experience. Um, okay, so your kids were younger then, and you you guys went several times um, to Nicaragua, right. and then 
an opportunity came to do a Kenya family trip. And we, the Peachtree Road had not done a family trip to Kenya. They've been involved right. in Kenya for many years. But as an adult trip, it's a big trip to take as a family, um, financially and just physically. Uh, yes. And so um, they put one together for kind of the older um, teens and families. And you guys signed up. Yes. We and went to Kenya. Clamoring to sign up. Yes. Um, so not tell only me about was that. Africa sort of a bucket list for myself and at least one of my children. Um, my youngest couldn't go on that trip, so it was just the four of us. Um, and we couldn't have been any more excited. You know, part of it initially is the people who we knew were going on the trip, fellow friends and church members who we didn't know well, some we knew really well. Um, and the leader of the trip was someone we had known from pre-kids in Sunday school, Scott Alexander. And so we knew that he would put together a great program. And um, it was exceeded expectations. And, and it was very different taking teenagers mm-hmm. on a trip than it was taking 8, 10, 12-year-olds. Right. I think that's one of the things, and being able to offer two different trips is great for that mm-hmm. because Kenya would be very challenging for the younger kids. But it's such a it's such a small season in our life where we're dealing with mm-hmm. kids and when they're kind of at that teenage age and you're looking for ways to connect, for us as a family, for me and Chip, that was what made the family trip so special for our family right. is that we connected with our kids in a way we don't get to when we're here because we're so distracted and busy and have so right. much going on. I love um, spending time with one another's families. I've spent yes. a lot of time. And one of the things Scott Alexander does that I remember the first day the kids didn't love, he assigns out the van rides and we're spending. You're not with your family. You're not with your family. You're not with your best friends and you're spending an hour and a half getting to the site. And every day we were assigned a different van and a different combination. But by the end of the week, you really get to know everybody on a just more deeper level, which is kind of a crazy experience to have. Actually, by the end, I think everybody agreed that that was the best, right. the best thing ever. Um, so share a story about Kenya. I know that you were talking before we, the um, camera started rolling about Tucker. I love that. So share that story. That's a fun. So my son, who is fairly outgoing um, and probably like most boys will do anything, doesn't matter about getting dirty, but he certainly doesn't like to get up early in the morning for anyone or anything. And where we stayed in Kenya, we were all on the same, I mean, I'll call it a compound, where there was a central dining area. And there were um, cooks there that prepared all the meals, at least while we were there. And my son is very interested in culinary, plays sports and likes to cook. It's a perfect combination. So he started talking to the men in the kitchen and decided he was going to get up and help them prepare breakfast one morning. So we probably met at 6.30 So he was probably up at 4.30 or 5 to go to the kitchen. Which on, teenage boys don't do. Well, they'll go to the kitchen, but not to cook. <laughs> or and, at 4.30. Right. And he put on the, the chef's hats that they wear, and I think they had a chef coat for him. And it was a rudim- It was not a fancy kitchen. It's industrial, but it was rudimentary. And he was up cooking breakfast their way. You know, the yellow-colored eggs that all mm-hmm. the kids thought was different. Um, and he was so proud of himself, and he had this connection. Now, there was, was less of a language barrier there, so he could speak to them, but he still tells that story, and he couldn't wait to tell his chef at his culinary program at school that he'd been to Africa and had cooked 
I don't recall exactly what it was, what he had cooked right. at that time. But it's again, it's those connections. We weren't there to cook. Right. We were there to do it's other things in the community. blessings that come from right. being on a And trip. not prompted by a parent. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even sure I knew he did it until I was trying to wake him up that morning. I said, where is he? Oh, he was already right. cooking. Not, none of the rest of us knew until we showed up for breakfast. Right. Right? And no one so. got food poisoning from his cooking, <laughs> so it worked. But um, it, it's those those glimpses of, um, I don't know the right word, that you see in your children as young adults and even as younger kids that that you feel that everything you've done to help them through their faith journey at Peachtree Road and working with missions and local missions here, and it it's it it works. It sinks in. And you don't always see that to your point right. when you're here in Atlanta. Right. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. So before we wrap up, tell me what, what's next for Global Missions. If, we, if, we were, if anything was open, what would you want to do next? Go on a mission. I'd go to Kenya. I would love to do a, a women's trip mm-hmm. or ladies trip. Um, I'd love to do another family trip. I'd like to get my youngest to get to go. Um, I think there's value in taking our entire family. So I would love to get as many of them to go back. It becomes harder when they're in college. But I would sign up. I mean, I think I signed up for the summer trip this year that didn't happen. happen. Um, But I am certainly eager to go back. And even if it's a long journey, I'll power through and do it again. Um, Specifically, Kenya, the connections we made, our family sponsors, has sponsored one child now through high uh, their high school, and we are now adopting, not adopting, sponsoring a second child. So I'm eager to get and see how they're doing and um, follow them. And it's a nice thing about it, that ministry too. It's very um, intimate relationship, um, and we know right. that ministry so well that it, you can get close. Right, it's special. Right. So when are we going back? <sighs> soon (laughs) things are slowly getting back to normal um airlines are starting to open back up countries are starting to open back up we're watching closely the regulations around testing and vaccines um some of these areas you have to test to get back into the states right now and some of these areas it's very challenging to Mm. get tests in order to leave the countries um but definitely you know christmas from guatemala and i'm thinking the rest of the world will really start putting back in our normal programming in 2022. So I say, Excellent. Let's go, go sign up. Sign up. Let's go somewhere. Yes. Um, if you want to learn more about the trips that we have to offer in 2022, please go to our website, prumc.org slash the mission road. Thank you. Thanks, Erica. Thank you. To learn more about our programs and global missions or how to support one of our ministries, you can go to our website, www.prumc.org slash the mission road. Thank you.